Hey everybody, this is Jason from Cornerstone Dog Training and CornerstonePuppy.com and today let's talk about dog parks. Dog parks are popping up all over the place. They're pretty popular uh, in California and really everywhere, but a popular way and I think they're kind of misguided a little bit. Um, You know, you get these dog parks and the whole idea is that we want to socialize our dog and help them be good around other dogs. And to be fair, some of the things that, you know, some dogs can handle that. Some dogs can be happy-go-lucky enough that you put them in a dog park and they're just, they're, they're just fine with whatever happens. But in a larger sense, I think we, and we've talked about this in earlier podcasts, I think we try to socialize our dogs in a human way instead of in a dog way. And what do I mean by that? I mean that, you know, when we want our our kids or others to, like, learn to have social skills, we just throw them into the same area together and say, oh, go play. And if they can play well, then they have social skills, right? We want them to be able to get along and play and work together and be a team and things like that. But when we take a dog to a dog park... What we're really doing is saying, you know, we're trying the same human way. We're throwing them into a high adrenaline situation with a bunch of other carnivores and hoping things go well. And they get really touchy and pushy. And and if you, you also think about it that way, that's not how we do human socialization. We don't, you know, socialization isn't coming in and touching someone all the time or pushing them around or if I'm socializing, I'm not putting him in a headlock and give him a noogie or whatever. So dog parks are not my favorite. Um, I've never taken my dog to a dog park. I've never taken a dog that's going to be a service dog or any dog to a dog park um, other than around the outside of the dog park because I can use it to socialize with the dogs that don't have impulse control because I know I'm going to find them there at the dog park. But I can work on impulse control for the, the other dog on the outside of the fence and uh, in a relatively <laughs> safe situation. Um, I'm not scared of them. You know, like, I, I think I could take my dog to a dog park and she would do just fine. It would, I know she would, but uh, the problem is I don't know how other dogs will be. And somebody equated it to, you know, you're like, you look at our streets and we've got stoplights, we've got lines, we've got road markings and signals, and um, we know how, like, all these things teach us how to behave on the road, speed limit signs, things like that, and all of these things could, we could see them as restrictive if we didn't understand the necessity, um, and then the chaos that would ensue without them, like, road laws are a lot like dog training, you know, you would think of dog parks. There's no lines. There's no road. There's no stop sign. It's kind of more like just a call a sim, right? No speed limits for, for any of these dogs. And so it's not really like a, a street. It's more like a demolition derby. There's just no direction. Um, and it can be pretty intense for our dogs and pretty stressful in a lot of ways. Now, they might be excited about it. And you might say they have so much fun. Um, and, and again, I'm not saying it's not for every dog. Uh, all right, it's not, you know, for some dogs, but high adrenaline is mostly the issue that we fix. All of the issues that we have happen with high adrenaline, whether it's biting, 
anxiety, hyperactivity, all of these things are high adrenaline issues. And they're not just coming solely from the dog park, but guess what? That would be something that is teaching our dogs to have a high level of adrenaline, low level of control. So dog park often is the culprit. And the the hard thing is often we're looking at that as a positive and saying, oh, this is good. This is socialization. When in fact, it's it's poor socialization for our dogs. You might be saying, well, what, what should I do then? I, pick your dog's friends. Choose them, right? Um, every dog has personalities. And some dogs just, they, they don't mesh well together with other dogs and and that's okay you know it's just in that case it's a lot like people because some of us like a, you know one person more than another and sometimes we're like that's not a bad person but we just don't mesh well and I, I i don't you know you don't you wouldn't choose to hang around them or put yourself uh in the ring with them uh definitely if they're stronger I wouldn't, i'm not going toe to toe speaking of um so we have a trainer that uh, came to us as a client first, and she came to us with her dog. And I, the reason I thought of her is because <laughs> she she does cage fighting. She does MMA. And so I joke that she's my bodyguard. She's awesome. And uh, she came to her with, 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 with her dog, and her dog really struggled with impulse control and controlling adrenaline. And every time he saw a dog, a bird, or a plane, or anything, right, he would have so much anxiety that he couldn't do any of the normal activities like walking on a leash or, you know, playing with the ball or anything like that. And she'd bring his favorite, you know, his favorite treat, hot dogs to eat. It didn't matter. Um, walks were way hard for her. Um, sometimes it was embarrassing, you know, as other people are coming toward her and her dog's flipping out and people are telling her, oh, they just need to meet, you know, and my dog's friendly. And she's like, no, this is not working. And so before training, she thought, okay, I've got to do something about this. I've got to, I've got to help this dog. And so she went to dog parks and she thought that would be the perfect way to fix this. And she'd pull up and her dog would drag her, you know, to, to the gate and then, uh, let him off leash and just rush into dogs and, and go crazy. And, Here's the crazy thing, and if you've ever experienced, you 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 probably you probably experienced the same thing. If you ever, you've ever used a dog park, uh, it made the outside behavior worse. So now, whenever they'd see a dog across the street or something like that, her dog would start to have an adrenaline rush and freak out. And I mean, I'm thankful for that situation because it's what brought her to to us and to Cornerstone Dog Training, and she's amazing. She's awesome. She trains for us in Utah. Um, but this happens over and over and over again. We hear this story so many times. Um, even when dogs come to us in a boarding train and we have groups of dogs, they're always in, in separate places until we can understand them and understand their temperaments and try and figure out what they're like. And then we can put them in little play groups, um, and go from there. So we're really choosy with who, who these dogs uh, choose to interact with, and you should be too. Um, I think we talked about before, like when as humans, we don't get in everybody's space, and so that's something we learn with dogs. Dogs don't need 
to be right up next to another dog. They don't need to sniff them. They ha- dogs have great noses. They can smell them from across the room. They don't need to, you know, get up all in their business and, and smell another dog. I've watched a lot of dog fights happen because one dog came up and sniffed another dog and the other dog whipped around and was like, hey, what are you doing? And then it got, then it got scary. Um, don't let other dogs be overbearing to your dog. You know, you need to advocate for your dog as well. Um, man, a dog park's just chaos and the humans or dogs really can't control the situations. So it can be really overwhelming and messy for a dog. Um, maybe think of like a freeway as compared to that demolition derby idea. Um, if every time your dog sees another dog, it gets all amped up and you can, the adrenaline's going or there's barking or pulling or any of those things, you know, maybe even fear toward that other dog, then you need to do something about it. And it has more to do with a chemical response than with um, a social relationship response. We're not training robots here, right? You know, like, they're not going to be perfect. That's should go without saying. Um, But our trainer's dog plays better now because we worked with her to chemically change her dog and help control that adrenaline. And when you're in control, then you can turn it on and off. I mean, it's not like they don't play anymore. They just know how to turn it on and off. And that's what we, we want to have so that our dogs can have a great life and they can have lots of great experiences, have their dog friends, their human pack, whatever you want to call it, but that they can fit into this world and really, truly, again, not be just 100 miles an hour with impulses. Having control of those impulses is what really leads to the good life and less anxiety for your dog. So if you're interested in something like that, that's what we do with our training over and over again. So if you're, you know, whether you're working with a puppy to build them through this and to fix the problem before it starts or a dog that is older, that's the cool thing is this can change. You can, you can change your situation. If you, you trained into it, you can train out of it. And so we always do, we do group classes as part of training. We do one-on-one training so the dog can get the skills they need. And then we introduce them to a group and we, all that group has the same rules. And so you can be really picky about how your dog is interacting and going through those adrenaline curves. And you can do the same thing on your own. You know, you can take field trips and, and uh, you don't have to, dogs again, don't have to meet and low adrenaline is great socialization in the dog world. If you can have a, dogs be around each other, but not having to interact and touch each other uh, and being calm, then you, you've totally won the game and taught your dog a valuable, valuable lesson that will pay off for the next decade plus. So highly recommend that you help your dog gain impulse control Uh, Don't sabotage the stuff that you're working on by going to a dog park. And if you go to a dog park, I still love you. So don't stress out. Um, I'm not a total hater. I can see where they have their place, and I'm glad that society is uh, looking out and giving dogs a place to run. And uh, maybe if you do go, go super early when no one's there. Uh, And especially if you have a puppy, be really, really careful 
about uh, how they interact in that situation. And then if it if it goes crazy and you're like, oh no, I've ruined my dog, just remember that if you trained your dog to be that way, you can untrain them. You can help them get back into control. So there's always hope, and that's what that's what training is all about. You guys are awesome. Uh, I hope you are having a great time with your dog and that that relationship is just the best ever. And if we can help in any way, please let us know. Go to our Instagram, Cornerstone Dog Training, and uh, click on our link. And, and there's a, a bunch of free offers coming uh, on that link. Uh, there's a couple right now, but there'll be a lot more in the near future. So Cornerstone Dog Training on Instagram. And we'd love to talk with you. Give us a call. Uh, you can do that through cornerstonedog.com. You can schedule a call and talk with us if you're having some of these issues. We really do want to help, even if you don't even plan on doing training. We can give you some pointers. And uh, if training is an option, we'd love to help you out there too and see you all the way through. But there is hope and the best is yet to come. All right, guys. Take care.